0: Welcome to the One Up Revenue Podcast, podcast for cross-functional sales team. Whether you're in sales, marketing, or customer success, this one goes out to all the hustlers on the phones, each and every day slugging it out. Whether you're adding net new logos, expanding revenue from your sold base, or renewing existing accounts, we're here for one thing and one thing only—to drive revenue. One up. I'm your host, Jackson Lil top funnel sales dev strategist, and an everyday frontline practitioner. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, it's your boy Jax here. Welcome back to the One Up Revenue Podcast. The first official episode launch with my man, my brother from another mother, Mr. Travis King. T King, this guy is exceptional at what he does. He is the co-founder and chief community officer over at Launchpoint Labs. Launchpoint Labs is a startup studio and early stage venture capital fund helping small and small businesses grow and scale. Uh, he's also the co-founder of Career Day and producer of Syndicate Sounds. And let me tell you, in the world of current uncertainty, there's a lot of layoffs going on right now, and rightfully so, on the upcoming inflation and uh, supposedly recession that we're currently in. And it's ironic that companies are also still hiring at the same time. I found myself stuck in this situation to those who were also unemployed for whatever reason and one of the biggest trouble when it comes to making a career transition or trying to figure out your career path is finding out who you want to be, what do you want to do, and where do you want to go. In this episode, T-Kings narrows it down and breaks it down to the main core fundamentals to the root cause of what you need to do and more importantly, how to do it. So for all of you right now who are currently looking for the next role or looking to transition, if you're asking yourself, should I be a BDR? Should I go to marketing or customer success? They're all under a revenue umbrella. This episode is for you. T King, my man, thanks again for coming on. One love, one heart. Love your brother. Take care and uh, let's go at it. Cheers. Travis King, my man, welcome to the One Up Revenue podcast. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing fire, Jax. Appreciate you, Jax, for having me. How are you?
0: I am good, man. You know, your boy is just busy on the grind, trying to find Lennox's next row, but uh, ain't got nothing to do with me. This uh, episode saw you. but um Travis before we get started man long overdue I remember the first time we met it was like about a good two years ago Met this is before uh Chris Orlando. shout out to you by the way Chris uh took me in as his mentor I remember it was um right COVID the shift happens events and um, I remember a key takeaway I got from you man You're, you're like big with community and in terms of uh, work and internal alignment, when it comes to breaking specific barriers, uh, for instance, in terms of, you know, not just inside work, but also life as well. So I thought that was a key takeaway. And um, I'm hoping we can break into that too uh, during this conversation, the Heck
1: yeah, we'll be able to dive into that. And I appreciate you for, you know, remembering and, and all the, the value that we shared, you know, in these conversations just in between until now. So, I'm excited, man. Let's get it. Let's do it.
0: All right. So Travis, uh, for our listeners today, why don't you just go ahead and just get started? You know, just give a little brief introduction about who you are, what you currently do, and then um, what dive into sales and life after that.
1: Yeah, no problem. So hey, everyone, appreciate you all for tuning in to this conversation with Jackson and I. My name is Travis Andre King, and I am a general partner, and growth advisor over at LaunchPoint Labs. That's what I do like full-time, day-to-day. And we primarily focus on helping founders and startups with anything from revenue to operations, to sales marketing, and just figuring out things to find traction in whatever market they're serving. Um, Outside of that, I'm also an avid music producer, I run a for the Syndicate Sounds, uh, which is a production group over here in Jersey. I also work as a career coach, so helping people transition to the next role. And also I'm a dog dad, and have an amazing partner named Lauren. So, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know, you a know. dog dad? You say you a dog dad? Yeah. What kind no, of dog he, you got, man? Uh, he's a mix. He's a rescue from Puerto Rico. Yeah all right so he's for a sure. he's a mix of a lot of stuff let me see if I can find a picture I'll, I'll share and drop it for you real quick yeah
0: yeah for sure <clears throat> okay so just to uh make sure what we're hearing um, over at LaunchPoint Labs it's basically a BDB management consulting firm for pretty much the full revenues engine cycle does that sound right
1: essentially that's great great so like wait that's one piece of what we're doing. And I mean, fundamentally our mission is to change the way that businesses are built. And so a lot of times when people are getting started, whether you're a founder, solopreneur, entrepreneur, you don't have 10 years of marketing experience to bring to your table. You've got like 10 years of life that you're like pulling in your wagon and you're like, oh, I hope this shit works. (laughs) Like, I hope I figure it out. Whereas with, with you know, having a team of people that have been there that are also passionate about helping people find traction in their businesses and just solve interesting problems, um, it's just a, a, a way that I've found is extremely helpful um, for A, not just the founders, but B, for me to continue to learn like how businesses are changing, uh, what the landscapes look like, what problems founders are facing, what problems their employees are facing so, I found that to kind of be the best medium from being in that individual contributor role to now working with multiple organizations that kind of need this revenue support or anything else for that matter.
0: Nice. Yeah, you, uh, that's the great thing about staying up to par, right? Industry trends and stuff. And then um, once you teach it, you get to learn it twice. <laughs> uh, any, just to pick your brain to any um, vertical or industry in particular, or is it just like, anyone who just starts up
1: so great question so typically i mean you'll find a lot of this right there's probably a thousand sas bb <laughs> agencies and consultants that do fractional work probably yep. a thousand and at the end of the so, day that's where i come from right like i come from the SaaS world so it's like well why wouldn't you just be focused on that world first it's like well we can help and serve that market, but at the end of the day, there are family-owned businesses that are two, three-man shops, two, three-woman shops that also need additional support in a way that is a little bit different than the traditional, like, BC, where, you know, they're taking um, a decent bet on the founders, and not many people are betting on these founders of these locally, locally you know, run and operated businesses, so... Cu- while bringing kind of like the worldview of, okay, New York City, marketing, revenue, experience, startup, fast, agile, to a market that's typically underserved, which is founders that, you know, have less than 10 or so salespeople or employees for that matter. And finding out a way to help give them the support and services they need at scale. Um, so that way we can actually start building the pipeline For more businesses to fit in that small medium range that do anywhere from a million to 5 million in revenue, whereas most times the conversations we're typically dealing with are how do we get to 50 million, how do we get to 100 million ARR. So just kind of a little bit of a switch up. Um, But at the same time, like, that's where my bread and butter is right like I came from a series B company, I understand venture capital I understand go to market. so at the end of the day, I can still support those areas. But, you know, for us, it's more about how do we help the actual founders, employees that actually need the help and don't pressure ourselves out too much uh, to be like super duper crazy expensive because we're trying to meet in the middle too. So um, I don't know if that was a long way, winded answer of answering your question.
0: Yeah, no, no, that was perfect, man. Um, thank you for clarifying. And it it totally makes sense, right? I uh, We see all the time, that's a lot of people who, specializes one, two, and three, and to say we only search to early stage SaaS startups for the tech, but then again, uh, it is very dynamic and we are willing to give it a shot. Uh, one thing, just throw it out there. You know, I, uh, I have a lot of friends who um, are in the mortgage industry doing loans, right? Like working at a company like Cash Call. And, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I might catch some heat for this, but whatever. Um, they're still dialing by phone. You know, and I'm talking about like, OK, what if you can maybe come from the SaaS space, how we streamline processes and, you know, maybe we could get our MLO license, become a mortgage loan officer, but implement the sales development way on there to scale your outreach. You know what I mean? Like maybe get like Orem or Connect and Sell or just bah, 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 bah. Um, I don't know. That's just something I think i oftentimes too, And it's kind of sounds like this is what LaunchPoint Labs does as well.
1: 100% and one of the things that got me thinking right before this conversation was about the different ways that I learn, right so I don't know if this is going <laughs> to yeah. dive too deep in but it's like one of the things that I really believe in is continuous learning ah so yes I'm a educator and a learner at heart I learn something new pretty much every day that I can so as a core learning. of learning oh yeah um, Always be of trying to learn things every day. It's like, well, when you talk to a founder of a pre-seed company that's hiring their first sales pe- person, then you talk to you know the managing director for a foundation that's trying to support five companies in their portfolio, but they don't have any resources besides money, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And then you're talking to the you know group of accelerators that. Just had seven founders finish up, but they don't know anything about sales training. And they also were trying to figure out, well, how do we build a community to keep (laughs) these people involved? It's like there's so many things that now are kind of intersecting because instead of being the tech sales guy or being the marketer or being the podcast host, it's like you can just be you, Travis, and sit in the seat that solves problems for. People in business.
0: Yeah. No, hey, um, <laughs> just to piggyback off this real quick, if that's all right. Uh, and this is very, very common, right? You have someone who's very, very smart. They're, uh, lectio, um, they're very strategic and analytical, right? And they maybe they come from the engineer side or maybe they come from the uh, psychology side and then they, they found a gap, you know, and they're fulfilling it and they create some really, really good product that solves that really good specific problem Uh, but then you know this they they kind of have this kind of mentality where it's like you know i don't need you i i i believe in my product so good i believe what i'm solving i believe people will buy Uh, but when they try and bring it to the go-to market uh, in terms of strategy right um sometimes they 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 always they, they kind of uh i would say it they they want to have the whole entire saying to it, even when it's not the best thing to do. Like let's say, they bring in a set of sales or something. And they say this is the way we should be doing it. And he goes, no, I don't agree. Uh, what are a few ways um, startup founders like that, or maybe someone who's working at a, a startup that's having this situation, uh, this issue today, uh, when it comes to driving internal alignment with the, the head of the founders, you know, what, what, what would you recommend?
1: That's a great question. And it happens every day. And so <laughs> there's an infinite number of ways to deal with it. Right. Um, one way that's been helpful to me is measure the difference between the outcomes that your proposed leader has given you. And when I say proposed leader, cause this is the leader that's been bestowed upon you, given the situation that you're in and like, they might be right, they might be wrong, but do exactly what the leader is proposing that you do. And then have enough time and bandwidth to be able to try something else for 10% of your time. And then put them um, side by side.
0: Got it's it. It's like
1: when you get the either lack of results or their way works it's better if you can have something that is different from what they said to compare it to. So, got it. but, but don't get confused because I'm not saying don't just drop everything that your leader says to do. And then sometimes it actually is the truth. Like everything your leader says, you will literally delete control, alt, delete that shit. Like doesn't <laughs> okay. matter. Okay. Nice. Yeah. No, no, go, go on. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's
0: so funny. No, mean, to... <laughs> yeah,
1: like some of the stuff, like, bro, I was told by one of my leaders that, like, we couldn't use, you know, emojis in certain things because it wasn't professional. I was like, yeah. okay, bet. I still sent emojis, bro. No,
0: <laughs> like, no, no, this is funny because. <laughs> No, this is funny. Um, So what we're hearing is you want to somehow, some way uh, AB test, right? Creating a parallel line that's saying, hey, look, I understand where you're coming from. I'm not here. I'm not against you. I'm here with you. Why won't we go ahead and do this? We'll give this a shot, and we'll measure the success from there in terms of run in tangent to doing these two approaches. And then we'll let the result speak for itself is what pretty much. Yep. Fantastic, um, Travis. Let's talk about career coach, man. Before we jump into sales and your life philosophy here, you know what? What got you? What? What got you into this? Because I know you're a real person, people. First time I met you, you know, you're all about the community, uh, from the people for the people. Um, what's your story, there, man? How'd you get started? Like, is you know, is this something you know? I'm just, I don't think you're white. Like, what, what happened there?
1: Yeah. So. I was working with um, David, who's also a co-founder with me, for probably about a year and a half or so, and one of the things that we aligned on really well was our idea that career development is broken and that a multi-generational approach to career development was something that was a little bit different, right? Having a white dude in his 50s working with a black dude in his early 30s that that's just you know something that most uh people don't see that was the first thing yeah um because it's like we got our i call him, i say uncle dave i talk about it all the time I'm like we got uncle dave over here uncle and dave. you got cousin trav right that's you know very much unapologetically me and <laughs> the way yes. that i built my career is a lot different than you know even my mentors have told me to build it so, the thing that I learned that I was really good at was transitioning. So I transitioned jobs at least thirteen times. And I'm only thirty.
0: Wait, right. you're thirty so years I'm, old?
1: Yeah, thirty. About to turn thirty-one, and man, oh time.
0: shit! Happy birthday, man! I just turned thirty-three. I was like, man, make me feel. Well,
1: we out here, bro. Thirty is a <laughs> new sixteen. Hell yeah, sixteen.
0: All right, to, um, to all you US listeners right now, if you're, if you're old, quote unquote, BDR, SDR, you just heard from T. King, 30, new 60. We're, we're just facts. babies. That's facts, baby. Facts.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it, it the two biggest things that I wanted to help solve was how do I make the career transition process easier? And one of the things that I, you know, in the first three or four months, kind of trying to figure out career development at this different stage of my career was how do I help people as quickly as possible Mm. like I'm all for learning and long-term learning and growth but I'm over here like look what is the simplest plan to get someone from A to B in their career and what does that transition look like so Uh, yeah one thing that people don't think about when it comes to career transitions are the decisions that are made Prior to the transition happening. I'll give you an example. A lot of people don't actually keep track of the number of times that their leaders pissed them the fuck off. You should. Because if you get mad three times a week, that's literal negative energy that you're not figuring out a place to store or do with. So you're just coming up with ways to cope every single day when you're disrespected by whoever it is that's leading you or something isn't right about your paychecks or you're not happy anymore. And you're like, Oh, I got to go work a side hustle or figure out a way to make more money somewhere else. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's a truth card. If you're not getting what you want in the environment, if you're not making the money that you wish you could make, and if you're not learning the things you wish you could learn, Probably going to start thinking about making a switch.
0: So, one of those three things
1: happen, you're going to start thinking. We're not talking about switching yet. We're only talking about the thinking part. Because the biggest mistake that people in transition make is not thinking enough. That's the number one mistake, bro. Like, every single candidate that I've worked with, it took like probably a longer time up front in the process of saying, okay, you said that you, uh, let's use you for an example. I'm just gonna do you live right now. Yeah, Here's no,
0: you. hit me. All
1: <laughs> right. So with, right now, you are currently a what?
0: Oh, you're a, Unemployed look, what's man. What's your current, so you're just, looking for something. Yeah, just a dude looking for my next role, you know, trying to find like a SMB commercial the account management, whatever, whatever that means.
1: Perfect. So great. Exactly. Exactly. This is exactly the example that I was looking for. So, all right, I'm looking for my next team. Somebody draft me. I don't know whether I'm uh, a Wes Walker, right? I don't know if I'm Patrick Mahomes, like maybe I'm Tom Brady. I have no idea because I haven't decided if I want to be a sales engineer or I haven't decided that I want to be in the cannabis industry, where I've decided that I wanna be in the music industry. Right? So now my next question would be like, okay, you're looking. Now, how, how are you thinking about deciding where to go next?
0: You know, that's a really good question. And this is something I actually kind of been struggling with about too, and I'm glad we uh, have the opportunity to chat. But I guess we'll just spit it for this episode. <clears throat> you know, I uh, I too jumped around a few times. I kid you not, I went to an interview on one of the companies I really wanted to work for, Grace uh, Rocket Ship Startup for a commercial AE role, and um, yeah, I told them straight up, man. Like I said, hey, first things first. Thanks a lot for meeting with me. I like to say something up front. Um, I'm a job hopper, and his jaws dropped, and I was like, but let me explain, I'm a job hopper on paper, but not by heart, and uh, I don't know, it didn't go the way we wish it to, but I just stopped there, I feel like I'm rambling.
1: No, I mean, that's perfect, so like, I did, I'm a job hopper, which is definitely one way to do it, that is a way (laughs) that I've said it in a few different ways, where like, yeah. I would say, like, whatever Wait, on, you uh, think, good.
0: So sorry to so, so cut you off. But, but then I said, but what I'm trying to say is, uh, and, you know, I told him straight up, I said, that's I am that on paper, but not by heart. I just haven't found a place where I felt like I belong. And, um, yeah.
1: And it was probably hard for them to understand.
0: Yeah, it was. You know, it's funny. Uh, he actually wanted to roll me to the next one, which is almost like the final stage. Uh, but instead, he just pulled out and I understand, you know, but um, yeah. What did if, they what say they, why? Uh, <laughs> they did not say why, no, there was, there was no constructive feedback on that. So that was unfortunate.
1: So, um, I mean, look, two things, <laughs> real talk. The, yeah. And one of the things I noted was from my mom and she says, it's the hard truth from Mama King where it's like, Mama King. Yeah, at the end of the day, you told them the truth. Like, I have had 13 jobs before I was 30, Mr. or Mrs. Hiring Manager. Like, that's what it is. At the end of the day, you can't sit here and judge me for anything that's happened before we had this conversation. Because the only thing that you're looking for is the best candidate for this next role. Yeah. So like, yeah, I get it. I see how it looks. But at the end of the day, like if you ask me, hey, Jackson, how would you enter a new market and learn what the priorities and needs of our target buyer is? What would you do and how would you approach that? It's like, if you know your stuff, then you're going to be in a better position to have all that first 30 seconds just be erased from the conversation because if you get in the door and the right company is like what we're looking for and number one we're looking for diversity like you're diverse (laughs) so that's just check that out like you're diverse so like that's already a thing so now it's like you gotta make a decision on actually whether or not like that is the thing that you're trying to go to yeah because It's like, it sounds like, and I've got to make an assumption here, but based on what I'm hearing, it sounds like there's a decision to stay in the revenue team, whether it's SDR, whether it's account executive, whether it's even customer success, you're like, well, shit, bro, I'll take a revenue role, motherfucker. (laughs) And I'm sitting here at the other side of it, right? Like the cousin, the friend that comes to the party, right? I'm sitting here like, "Mm." okay, so you want a revenue role, Jackson? I'm like, there's a way bigger pool of people trying to just get a revenue role than there are people trying to get a revenue role at a series A company that has product market fit and is looking to hire at least 10 more salespeople in the next year. Different, it's a diff, two different searches. If you search with criteria A, you ain't ever gonna find that, bro. Yeah, and this is just what this is the reality, and like this is the same situation that I mentioned about not spending enough time at the beginning, and having to slow down the process to where once you hone in, like you did the same thing with uh, a friend, buddy, client of mine, and he went from that. I'm I can be full cycle AE. Well, I could also lead SDRs because I have SDR development management, and I also could be uh, just an SDR if I wanted to because that's just that I did that already. <laughs> yeah fuck so right so now he's got three and i was like bruh out of all that what kind of shit do you actually like doing (laughs) exactly like i like teaching and training and coaching yeah bet bro go to enablement you already said you wanted enablement just actually focus on it yeah go get enablement role because you know just like i know ain't many people in the market with sales enablement skills it's rare yeah so it worst case, I'm like, bro, go be in a sales enablement. I know they can't find people to do that job right now. None of these companies <laughs> have an open. I'm telling you a fact. Bro, go go literally email people that are hiring for sales oh, enablement leaders shit. and see what their pipeline looks like. Go. No, yeah. I'm oh go man. see. It's Holy bad. Shit, this is funny. Because if, yeah. if they're because if they because if they're good at sales enablement, they're already on a team. Yep. If they're Thanks. bad at sales enablement, they're probably not on a team. And at the end of the day, it's like there's only so many sales enablement professionals in the world. Yeah. Most people are revenue, sales development, marketing, account management. Like not many people are sales enablement specialists. So like thinking about that, it's like, well, are, have you done any sales enablement sort of things in your career, Jackson? I actually have not. Kind of, not
0: really, but but not full. uh... Have you
1: built your own playbook?
0: Yeah, fuck me, I got that. Have you you
1: redefined your messaging based on what you saw in the market and pivoted and changed? All
0: day, man. All day, dude. All day.
1: And what do you do to kind of keep your skills sharp that you're doing right now? Interviewing individuals like yourself. So you're already doing three things that most other people aren't doing, let alone people that understand how to actually come up with consistent content that people can learn from that's engaging, but also not boring. So in an enablement seat, the only job that you have is to help make sure that the people on your sales and revenue team are successful at being the best they can possibly be with who they brought to your organization that's it oh. help every individual seller sell as best as they can individually sell given their skills abilities talents interests motivations desires career dreams <laughs> wifey dreams dog dreams all the <laughs> dreams and if you could do that bro like you can have a place in enablement all right but, Travis, but- <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i can't no, ju- shut me up now no 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 you're good no you're good. sorry sorry about that no all right matt if it's all right, would you like to uh throw 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 myself into the mix here real life scenario Okay. um what's up? you know so enablement Person's first things first care like what does that um transition does the, the, the transition period looks like or uh the roadmap let's say they want to be an a or am but it started as enablement. What are the chances there and what does that look like uh, based on your experience?
1: Um, so are you, so let me just repeat that to make sure I get it. So you're saying for people that want to be in enablement, what is it like for them transitioning from being an AE to going into enablement? Oh, uh, no, no. That,
0: I guess um, let's, let's say they have a dream account, a, a dream company they want to work for. Uh, but their, their, their strategy is to get their foot into the door. Um, and by doing so, they choose to do enablement and then later down the road, they want to transition to like a revenue role in that company. Uh, do you see that happen often? And is that possible or what does just want to pick your brain on that?
1: Yeah. So good question. So honestly, the people that I know in, in enablement left, individual contributor roles to get into enablement mm. and then i also know people that have been in enablement for 10 plus years so most that i've found don't typically go from enablement to individual contributor because they're the educational training love helping people coach people to do better type of people
0: Yeah, is.
1: if you're following the traditional path like I'm very much untraditional. I'm the guy that's like, well, if you're an SDR and you want to become a data engineer, that's not a typical path anyone's building you a route to. Yeah. Most people are building an SDR to AE path or an SDR to account executive um, to CSM path. That's just what it looks like because then you keep the talent in the revenue team. Yes, yes. Makes sense. I get it. I trust me. I get it, right? Like, I want someone to come in, work, and get paid more as they work through and have those opportunities but everyone doesn't want to do that jackson everyone does not want to be another like some people just want to get in the door make 80 90 grand a year and go home at whatever time they choose to go home (laughs) oh just funny yeah you know they got
0: a wife and kids and yeah, you know, yeah, you know, he got uh they just got it gotta right. do their thing, man. It's just, just gotta do their thing.
1: Oh man. Um, yeah, so yeah, the, the to answer your question, switches switches in that way, I'd say are less common than the other way around, the people being individual contributors and then jumping over to the sales enablement world.
0: Okay, no, perfect. Um, thank you for clarifying. Uh the reason I asked that because uh, you know, rather than starting out as like an SDR again, I'm thinking someone could just come enable and do that, but it totally makes sense. You shouldn't be an enablement if you haven't done that role yourself that you've been coaching and training others for. Um, but yeah, thanks for clarifying that, man. I appreciate it.
1: Well, but, but also let's play devil's advocate. Cause that's what I do a lot. <laughs> Phil Hard Jackson never could Phil Jackson wasn't LeBron. <laughs> so like he was a great coach, but yeah. like he wasn't scoring triple doubles. That's true. But so, like, it, there. I'm always going to throw some shit in there like that where I'm like, all right, well, we, there are exceptions and like you have to put in enough work to be the exception is the caveat that I'll put there, right? Like, put if you don't way. have any sales enablement experience, then do the things as if you already have the job.
0: Do the thing as so, you already got the job.
1: Yeah, so like if you were trying to become a sales enablement leader for a company hiring their first sales enablement hire which is probably where you would go yeah you wouldn't know no one that has a sales no one has a team of 50 would hire you to be the first sales enablement leader unless i don't know and not saying because of you that's just not how they typically would hire like they're not hiring someone that's never done it unless they're like well they were an ae and they hit quota eight years in a row and like i know that they'll be able to productize and operationalize their you know approach to business development here otherwise oh, like yeah most people aren't giving you that shot
0: <laughs> it makes sense man thanks for i appreciate that all right let's just mm-hmm. move on to the next step here um yep. before we hit with the community man i know you're really strong on that i don't want to pick your brain on that but uh when it comes to sales and life let's talk about this real quick you know what's your story when you got started in sales what's your life philosophy beliefs that you learned early on or maybe you recently picked up that you carry with you that no matter what, this is the code you live and die by. If it pops up, no matter what happens, who it is that you're speaking to, even if it's your boss, you would just put the foot down on the spot.
1: Yeah. So I believe my sales career is rooted in one simple principle and it is always be serving oh yeah and at the end of the day i'll know whether or not i'm serving by the engagement and the reactions and responses of the people that i'm aiming to serve so one thing that i've started doing more of is like okay like if you're trying to serve founders you're trying to serve more people in a specific way how are you actually helping them at scale and what ways can you help share to make all of their lives better as in your whole customer community not just like one account right like how do you make the industry that you serve better by being a participant and partner in it
0: ah by being a person of value right always be serving always be serving um Quick questions to pick your brain here. Let's say there's uh, someone who's shit just like us, right? Job hopping, job hoppers. <laughs> they're going to an interview. Maybe they're applying for uh, an AE role. Uh, maybe they had little AE experience in the past. You know, they've been doing the SDR role for quite some time, and they got in front of the hiring sales manager. What are a few things they can do to be serving to the best of their ability? Uh, to quote, unquote, try to land that route.
1: Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, I think like a a strong safety that is on the corner ready for a blitz when it comes to these sort of questions because, (laughs) and for those of you that don't know football, that literally means somebody that's ready to go as soon as the ball is snapped, right? Like they're ready, excited, like jumping, ready to go. And um like this sort of person is going to want to understand what problems does the person you're talking to have and what solutions or potential solutions do you have if if you're sitting or getting into the interview process they have an open seat because they have a business problem the problem is They don't have enough revenue in X territory. They don't have enough logos from X industry. They don't have enough relationships at all to even have a motherfucking business. (laughs) So now they need you to come in and show them, okay, how can you help me make more money?
0: Damn fantastic there it is okay uh, let me spit about that back real quick to you if that's all right so here's this individual right so the company has a problem they're hiring um there's an open seat the person that they're trying to fill that seat it should be able to fix that problem is what they are looking for so the end goal really here is for that rep to not only Tell, what to show, right? Like they can prove to them that, and by by training, just like a sales process, right? Why are you hiring? What's the problem here? Help me better understand, and then okay, this is what I can bring to the table, and here's what you can expect. Um, and I'll just stop there. for that's pretty much what your angle is.
1: Yeah, um, hundred percent right. Damn, fantastic,
0: man! Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. That, by the way, that, that was actually for me.
1: <laughs> I know. I saw you you are
0: like, wait a minute. Sounds like no, the situation
1: is. <laughs> that's what I would do. And the, the, the thing that, you know, just like anybody else in sales is like <laughs> the way to stand out in the interview process is to do things that nobody else has done. So like, let's do an example again real quick give me a company that you think you would like to work for oh
0: that's a really good question um well we'll we'll say a name but for sure a startup that serves to the sales industry so sales technology at a startup we'll just call it a rocket ship
1: okay so rocket ship great so you won't get a job at rocket ship
0: yeah it's called rocket ship
1: yep so you want to get a job rocket ship and rocket ship has a sales team of 27 they're looking to take that team to 40 by the end of the year so that's probably like another you know one and a half hires per month because it's in we're month four right almost two high one and seven quarter hires per month whatever and you are trying to show them why you are the best next teammate for that revenue team. Okay, there's 700 people that applied, Literally, 700 people. And Rocketship is in the sales tech industry, like you said, right? They serve salespeople. Yeah. Um, But the thing that they haven't been realizing is that they... Have had a lot of trouble trying to tap into the SMB market. They're like, oh, the ACV has been really low. Like, we shouldn't do anything because it's less than $10,000 in a sale. So it's really not really worth it to have an SDR on it. But I don't know. We think we should do something with it, but we might put one of our SDRs on it. And it's like, oh, okay if you hear that, when someone comes back and says like, Hey, what problem are you having right now? Most of them are gonna be like, we're just looking for diverse talent and we're like really ramping up fast. So we're trying to hire people and onboard them quick so they can get in the market selling. It's like you and everybody else. So what are you doing to differentiate yourself as the person that can help them break into that SMB market that they currently are having trouble breaking into because the average ticket value is too low. Ah, like, are you coming up with a new product idea? Or are you giving a new way to meet? Own
0: campaigns, You know, go down, and attack it, <clears throat> share some ideas, and exchange some thoughts. That's that's what I would do. If I was go, I'd be like, "Hey, look, I uh, you mentioned that you know your SMB may be a little bit too small. It's not worth taking a shot at. If, uh, if I was to come in, I'd be able to stab at that and attach it to delivering to what we're supposed to be doing in the first place. Is that kind of what we're looking at
1: talking about? Close more like, hey, I noticed that we haven't been able to capitalize on some of the open market opportunities in the SMB under 500 employee market. Is that still the case? Yeah, like it's just not worth it to us anymore. And you're like, hey, I just ran some numbers and actually started a quick little market test. Here are my results. Screen shared a market test of a 30 day experiment. I picked 25 accounts. That were under our $10,000 average ticket value, schedule meetings with people to do discovery, learning, and research. And here's what I found three of the 25 accounts said they'd be open to taking a deeper strategy call, and one of them said actually come back when five other accounts closed.
0: Ah, uh, okay. It- Let's, let's stab at this real quick if that's all right um first things first how are we on to do it on time i know i want to be mindful of your so
1: we're doing all good as soon as this pizza gets here then i gotta go
0: okay cool fantastic um let's stab at this real quick so the interview process rocket ship how, how how and then you know they didn't discover this potential pain point until they just met with this hiring manager but their next meeting is only like, you know, maybe a week, maybe two weeks uh, for the official wrap-up. How would you, uh, you know, how, how would you run a campaign during a short amount of time? I guess maybe you would just run it anyways, ASAP, just to get some kind of response to bring to the next table. Re-ask the,
1: re-ask the question.
0: Um, let's say they want to do take that approach and do that market research. Uh, but you're meeting for your final next week. So that's seven days. Um, would it just be, I mean, you don't have the bandwidth to do the full 30 day market research to book the meeting. We just do ASAP.
1: We're gonna get busy as fucking seven days, bro. i I'd be telling people, bro, I'm like, fucking yo, hey. bro, you got seven days. Ben, you better get busy as a motherfucker researching everybody and oh, every shit. problem. All right. All right, man. Um, that was just <laughs> for you. So you like you get like it's like oh, <laughs> you got seven days? Okay, great. Oh, you know fuck. You know, I can talk to in seven days, bro. Yeah, dude. No, I, I probably talked to 500 people in the span of like two weeks before, bro.
0: Yeah. So like hey, talk talk to me about your uh, is it is that something that uh your um your you're available to share? Like what's your process you go to using sales engagement? You're just using dollars? I or mean, is that...
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a range, right? Like some of this stuff came from a lot of inbound stuff that I was also responsible for. Ooh. So that a lot of it was, okay, you're working with the generation. You are now the sole person that is responsible for talking to this particular potential client. Yeah. So I was responsible for those campaigns that the demand generation team sent out. Yeah. That all had my name on it. So <laughs> when people asked for a discovery call, I didn't have 30 minutes, bro. Yeah. I had maybe 10. No shit. And I started to make them be like six on purpose, two minute increments of main questions. If I didn't get that shit, then I'm like, I got to fucking go. Cause I yeah. had 17 other seven minute calls today. So <laughs> it, it was like a blend between understanding like, okay, I don't want the messages to say this. And I think that we could do a better job of actually offering value when we're sending out 15,000 emails. But then on the flip side, like I got the opportunity to run conversations and actually figure out what qualification looks like really, really quickly. Yeah, I could figure out before and I didn't have to even do a phone call anymore because I could just ask three questions. Hey, like in this particular instance, it was an ed tech company. So I would say, hey, are you currently using any other insert type of tool here with your students? Yes or no. Do you currently work with any other insert educational, instructional principle in your district to save costs over the year for large purchases.
0: Oh, and then step damn. three,
1: it was like, was there any other things that you hoped that you would have that your students don't have right now? And out of those like two or three questions, typically I'd be able to ascertain whether or not they'd like be worth having a full report breakdown going into our data analytics making this big-ass custom report that had all their schools in it all their students versus like maybe i shouldn't put all that time into that custom report maybe i should just send them a report that they can get the information and then if they respond to this level then that shows me they're interested in having a deeper strategy call about the curriculum of their students oh shit my man yeah it's all the same to me, it's all the same. If you have unique information, unique insights that the other person doesn't have, they're always going to want you. Oh so, yeah, yeah. All Not right. that answers your question either.
0: No, no, it did. Thank you. All right. Hey, um, one more question just before we wrap it up. <clears throat> um, you know, for the special thanks to reach out. If that's all right with you, uh, to all the SDR and BDRs listening right now and upcoming AEs, right? To all you job hoppers like us, um, by heart. No, no. <laughs> on paper, but not by heart, <laughs> you know, what's the best way to explain your previous past experience you come in? All right, Travis, thanks for applying. You want to be an AE over at rocket ship, but it seems to me like you're a job hopper. Can you explain to me in less than, I don't know,
1: 60 seconds. My last manager wasn't shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you can hey, shit. All I'm saying is if you can make them laugh, then like that's always a win, right? Like people always like laughing. But oh, shit. Um, no, yeah, is that is that how you do up, it or do you do it nothing different professional? It way? depends. It depends. Like if I don't like I'm at the stage of my career where like I don't have anybody to impress or have like pro- to prove anything professionally to. So like yeah for people that are trying to still be professional in a way, like bless you, like cheers to you. <laughs> However, your boy over here is like, I'm not here to impress her, like try to be professional or unprofessional. I'm just being me. Right. Yeah. So um, for the people that are trying to figure out a, a different or an alternative way to position it, Hey, like totally hear you. Right. I worked in the company where during the interview process, just as we are right now, our values and beliefs aligned after being in the company for a month, I started to notice a few things that weren't sitting right. And when I brought those things to the attention of my leadership, wasn't really met with positive energy and kumbaya and a welcoming arm. So oh. I'm not sure what you do in those situations, but I actually would love to hear like what you've done when you've been oversold a dream that wasn't a reality of the organization that you went to. Pause. Oh damn. All right. Thank you for that. So
0: you're basically just sharing your thoughts and uh, your experience and then you're bouncing it back and say, what would you do? And are we aligned? You're trying yeah, to find would, alignment here.
1: What would you do if you were hired as a token black guy on the sales team?
0: <laughs> My man.
1: <laughs> and then you probably would get crickets, bro. You would get crickets.
0: Yeah. Cause you never were the
1: token hire. For right. whole company.
0: My man. Thank you for this, man. I appreciate you. All right. So Travis, I uh, want to say thank you again so much for coming on to one up revenue podcast, man, for sharing your insights and strategies for those out there who are looking to make a career change and, you know, but helps in some interview strategies and stuff um, just to wrap it up here. Uh, before we do, is there anything that we missed or uh, are you good for a wrap up or.
1: Oh, no, we're good. Maybe we can come up with another time and we could go over the music stuff. Cause I feel like you had some interest in talking about it. But yeah. at the same time, we got we're like getting low on time, so I'm like.
0: Tell you what, um, if you're open to it, let's do take two.
1: Yeah, let's do take two. I'll I'll try to find some. I think I sent you some of my older. I sent you like four beats actually in the email.
0: No shit. Actually, I you did. Sorry, I saw that like just last minute. I see it right here. No, no, no. You
1: no take a listen whenever you get a chance. But I sent you four different beats on purpose so you could hear the progression. And I was trying to find some like bad bad beats and then i was trying to share you with the most recent one so you could see yeah um but yeah the, like the the content store like we can save the the content and like music stuff for another episode um and i think this one was great for anyone that's in transition that's trying to figure out what do i do can i get some normal ass career advice i a regular dude that like isn't trying to impress me with anything like i'm just this is me People ask me for help all the time. I help them. And uh, the easiest way for me to be real with you is just to be real through the camera. So I'm like,
0: what it is. My man, I appreciate that. Uh, Travis, special thanks to anybody. Best way to reach out.
1: Oh yeah, shout out to Boo. Uh, she has been the rock, the person that has enabled me to be this crazy uh, entrepreneur out in this world. So Wait, is that your girl? for holding it down. Yeah, Lauren for holding it down.
0: Oh, okay. Boo, you switched
1: <laughs> Yeah, I thought you
0: were talking to me, man. <laughs> yeah, no, not,
1: not you, not Lou. Not Lou. No, Sorry,
0: I'm just not kidding, text. man. i just but kidding. But yeah,
1: um, and then, yeah, if you want to connect, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or send me an email, tak at travisandreking.com. Um, yeah, always open a chat. Um, and for anybody that's looking for an interview or anything, always happy to give people that I, you know, Connect with and vibe with a time. Um, but also just know your boy doesn't always talk to people out here for free. So if you're asking or you want to have someone come back and share their story, it's gonna cost you something. <laughs> just just talking, talking real right now. For, for most other people that aren't in like the the wave of understanding that when you've done so much and you still try to get someone to come back and give back, and you're asking people to share. Horrific stories about being the token black person, or what it was like when you were trying to figure out whether or not you were gonna be able to go back to college or being the first person to graduate from college in your generation. None of that pain that we felt or I felt was like gonna come with me without actually having to actually charge you for me to unleash that pain. Yeah. I don't over- revisit it on a regular, so it's like this is what it costs you to revisit it
0: yeah thank you for that travis we appreciate you man and uh that wraps up for the episode cheers
1: cheers man appreciate you having me on
0: right on